listener production. Local shares are poised for a positive start despite a weaker trend for US and European markets overnight. And the minutes of the latest Reserve Bank board minutes are released and Reserve Bank Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock delivers a speech. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, June 20th. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, US markets were having a spell last night. They had a long weekend, the Juneteenth holiday. They did, but the cricket was still on. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Evenly poised at the moment. I think England are slightly ahead, unfortunately, but we'll see what transpires on the final day. It should be very exciting, Tom. Look, I'm just conscious of the fact that we've lent into sporting discussions a little more in the last two podcasts. So if you have an aversion to that, please uh, pipe up and um, make your thoughts known. We'd be delighted to hear from you. But in terms of what happened with markets, Wall Street was closed, but we still keep an eye on the futures in terms of providing a gauge of the tone, generally weaker, the NASDAQ and the Dow down by around 0.2 of a percent. And that was uh, the theme that we tended to see for Europe as well. Sellers got into the uh, European indices a bit last night. They're a bit miffed at the growth prospects for China at the moment, aren't they? Indeed, we did see China's slow stimulus rollout adding to concerns about the weakening economy, Tom. And that's really fueled debate over how far authorities are willing to go to bolster growth. They don't on, seem to be going far enough for no, the markets at the moment. They're markets, dragging their feet a bit, aren't they? Well, markets, in terms of expectations, were especially heightened last week after the central bank's surprise interest rate cut. And we're expecting to see from the state council a number of proposals that didn't really eventuate. This week, we've got Premier Lee heading to both Germany and France. And that suggests that any imminent announcement around stimulus is unlikely. But of course, Tom... We've got an update on loan prime rates today in China. Indeed. So I suppose the the bottom line is that if you look at this in a historical context, markets globally have become accustomed to that wave of support that would come from Chinese authorities at difficult moments historically. It happened during the GFC. It's happened in a variety of times throughout the pandemic. And I suppose the markets are conditioned to that response from uh, Chinese authorities hasn't emerged at least in the way that the markets had hoped for. And that's why we're just seeing a little bit of a deflated conversation around Chinese prospects. But at the same time, you know, China is dealing with a variety of different pressures. They don't want to build up that bubble in the property space, which is how things generally end when you stimulate things. Uh, They're very conscious of that. And you probably applaud them for taking a measured approach, Ryan. Well, I think so. And of course, they're coming out of a number of years of lockdown and there's challenges around consumer confidence, higher unemployment, and the support measures are likely to be more targeted, especially at consumers. And rather than drip feeding the infrastructure pipeline, accumulating more debt, contributing to greater speculation in the property market, they've decided to be a little bit more circumspect with the whole situation, I think, Tom. That's a good way of characterising it. And I suppose we've mentioned uh, once or twice previously about that divergence between the forecasts that we're seeing from private forecasters in relation to commodity prices and the fact that measures like iron ore is still holding up reasonably well under the circumstances, given the fact that it's, it's pretty evident at the moment that they're not going to be going wholesale for the stimulus measures that they may have gone for historically. Well, certainly we're in a bit of a state of flux when it comes to commodity prices at the moment. We have seen all prices down under pressure around demand from China, but also at the same time, 
as you mentioned, a lot of focus on steel prices in China at the moment. So we have seen the iron ore price hold up, as you say, but certainly we have seen industrial metals under more pressure. So copper is typically a barometer of expectations around global growth and copper continues to be under pressure as we saw overnight. Industrial metal prices generally fell and that dragged on European markets. This is why the conversation around interest rates is so important this week. So for example, later on, uh, two of the highlights will be the Fed Chairman, Powell, will be heading off to uh, talk to the House Financial Services Committee and the Senate Banking Committee, um, two separate days of testimony. Depending on you know how hawkish he is on rates, you know if the US dollar keeps rising, that will be another headwind as far as commodity prices are concerned, you'd think. And traders are really vacillating at the moment between the lure, the rally and concerns that exhaustion the market is overbought. And therefore, you've got the other concerns around data dependency, the economic growth story as well, but also the likelihood for either a pause or the potential for a restart interest rates. <laughs> so we've got a lot of uncertainty happening at the moment, Tom. So really, it's, it's quite an unusual situation. It is a fascinating juncture in time because on the one hand, you have got the concerns around growth, but then you've got that other lever in relation to AI, which is creating pockets of fever in the markets as well. So it's always interesting when you don't have a homogenous picture like that in the way that these markets react in turn. So as far as the local picture is concerned today, you know, a really interesting day with the release of the minutes of the last policy setting meeting where the RBA in some quarters, unexpectedly raised rates by a quarter of a percent, not as far as CBA economists are concerned. They were right on the money uh, in that regard. Ryan, where is the value in today's minutes? Because we saw those super strong employment figures last Thursday, uh, and the markets have immediately priced in you know, rate hikes in July and August. Is there any value in today's minutes? Well, we'll be passing through the minutes today, Tom, as economists, and We'll be looking for signs of debate amongst the board about the appropriate policy response to rising inflation risk. So we noted last time that Governor Lowe was talking about it was finally balanced in terms of the decision making around whether to lift interest rates or to continue to pause. And really, at the moment, of course, there'll be a big focus on the Reserve Bank's liaison program. So the Reserve Bank goes out to businesses and has a chat to them and asks them. Phil what, gets out with a clipboard and sort of just does a bit of door knocking. That's right. And within that survey, they asked businesses about their costs and new orders, demand from consumers, their hiring intentions, and a whole host of other exciting information. And that, that's a key ingredient to their decision making as to the outlook for interest rates and the economy more broadly. But certainly, there's been a bigger focus on productivity, a bigger focus on wages growth, and also an increased concern around inflation being sticky, particularly services inflation. So in terms of the impact of today's minutes on the market, uh, I would put it to you, Ryan, it's probably going to be at the margins, but it's going to fill out different pockets uh, within this conversation because the bottom line is that there seems to have been a shift in the RBA's thinking from sort of being neutral or even slightly dovish to become much more hawkish in relation to their mindset. It seems as though they're catching up and that's going to be the context with which these minutes are looked at, I think, today. I think that's a great way to describe it. We've seen a massive change in the Ford guidance or their commentary about their interest rate outlook since February. 
and they've chopped and changed somewhat. They were originally dovish and looking for a pause and of course they did pause and then restarted and inflation all of a sudden has become more of a concern for them despite the fact that they said they didn't expect inflation to get down to the 2 to 3% target until 2025. So there's been more concerns potentially around what's happened overseas with services inflation remains sticky, but also wages growth here with recent decisions around minimum wages and, and payroll taxes in Victoria and, and the like, those pay claims unnerving the Reserve Bank at the moment, whereas in the rest of the world, wages growth is starting to ease a little bit, whereas yeah. ours is starting to pick up. And I should just quickly highlight for people who aren't familiar with these terms, Dovish describes a central bank that is more disposed to cutting rates and hawkish uh, would describe the opposite, where they'd be more inclined to raise rates. Thanks, Tom. That's a very good point. The other thing I'd like to mention as well is we've got the Deputy Governor, Michelle Bullock, and she's going to be in Newcastle today. and she's The going jewel to of the North. The jewel of the North. And she's going to provide a speech, which could be quite interesting. We don't know what the title of the speech is yet, but, but it could touch on these themes. And that is obviously around 1.30pm after the minutes are released. So that could be market moving. But I think to your point, Today, it's all going to be about the Chinese loan prime rate, so the potential for those, those to be they cut. They come out late morning they do. our time. So if we see a rate cut there, that could provide some support for commodity prices, which have been under pressure overnight. Indeed. So let's just quickly run through uh, some of the prices. So European stocks generally weaker. The French and German markets were down by a percent. In London, the FTSE was down 0.7 of a percent. Commodity prices were generally weaker. Also, oil prices slightly easier, down by around three quarters of a percent. Gold down by about a half of one percent. Uh, and of course, the US bond market was closed for the public holiday. In terms of the Aussie market today, apart from Reserve Bank communication, Javoy Global releases earnings. St. Barbara, which is a gold miner, hosts an extraordinary general meeting. Genesis Minerals holds an annual general meeting. And shares of Premier Investments trade X dividends, so they could be lower during the session. And the Aussie dollar just losing a little bit of ground overnight uh, to 68.5 US cents. Have a wonderful day. Be sure to tune in to this afternoon's market update with Laura and Chief Economist Craig James. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.